The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, and today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking into the big question of why your email marketing might not be working. It's dead easy to look at what you're doing with your email marketing and get a bit disheartened. So we're going to have a bit of a blather about that today and unpick it all. Now, when this podcast comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're all alone with loads of questions and worries and all that stuff. So come and hang out in our free Facebook group so that you can share everything that you are working on and get stuck into all of the training and the resources that we put there for you too. Just go to Facebook and search for The Email Marketing Show Community and we'll pop right up. Or if you've got a web browser handy, just go to robinkennedy.group and through the magic of technology and forwarding things, you'll be forwarded across to the group. He once had his stage show advertised as a comedy hypnotist. It's hypnotist Robert Temple! <laughs> and he has his lunch break at 1pm each day because that's what time Murder, She Wrote is on the television. It's Mind Reader Kennedy. Let's do this thing. Robin Kennedy. Are you a fan of Aunt Jess and the old Murder, She Wrote thing? I've never watched it. Oh, come on. She's 95. Angela Lansbury's 95 years old now. Imagine that. And you still would, wouldn't you? <laughs> she could sit on my bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> I think it went too far there, didn't it? Now you've got, you've got, oh, the email marketing show. The email marketing show. And just before we get into the show, just let you know that I'm actually being co-produced today by Ivy, the Bengal kitten. So uh, she's rummaging around in the background. So if you hear that, that's, that's kind of what's going on. She's sitting on the chair next to us, just making sure I'm pressing all the right buttons and massively distracting us. But yes, we are here every single week giving course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to do the email marketing that you want to do and be the email marketing hero of your business using psychology-driven email marketing. That new script's really hard to say, by the way, Rob. I'm going to have to rewrite that. That's, that's not the most fluid. I've ever done anything. So let's dive into this and let's talk about why your email marketing isn't working. If you're listening to this and you're just feeling a bit disheartened by the, you know, you send an email and maybe it's, it's like tumbleweed. You just feel like nobody cares. Nobody loves you. Nobody's listening. Nobody's buying anything. That's the worst bit. Mm. Uh, and you just feel like, like it's just not working. That's what we want to talk about here today. But I think the first thing we need to do is talk about what is not working. You know, what does that mean? Because I think if there's a bunch of different people listening to this with different, who are all thinking their email marketing is not working, that might be triggered by different things. Right. So maybe somebody's sending emails and literally nobody's opening them. Mm. Maybe somebody else is sending emails and loads of people are opening them, but they're not getting any sales. So I suppose let's dig into some of the possible options here are about what people might think of as not working. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we talk to league members about a lot, isn't it? Like every month when we've got, we have two group coaching calls a month and pretty much every session somebody comes across and says, this bit's not working. And so we say, okay, that's nice. What do you mean by not working? And I think the first thing we've got to remember is a lot of us look at open rates as a signal as to whether your email marketing is not working or not. How many people are opening our emails? The problem with that is, it's not that useful a metric. It's Well, it's not totally unuseful, and we have talked about that in, in previous episodes. 
the, the reason that we obsess over open rates is because it's the big number that the email marketing platform shows us because they have that data to some degree. So I think open rate is probably not a good indicator that it's not working. The, the, the point that is interesting is if they suddenly started plummeting. So if your open rate is X percent, and let's say it's 20%, and then suddenly it goes to 18, then it's 15, then it's 10, and then you're just seeing this declining open rate, then that's a trend definitely to take a look at. But one of the things you've got to remember is this question, which we get in the free Facebook group, the email marketing show community, and all over the place, is what's a good open rate? We probably see that a couple of times a month over in the group, right? And the, the answer is always the same. There isn't one. Like, and, and I know it's not a nice answer, right? It's not what anybody wants to hear. But we've got to remember that business and email marketing, everything that goes with it, is a one-player game. That's a really important thing to think about. Email and business and all of that, it is a one-player game. You are looking at your numbers. Is your revenue up? Is your profit up? Is your open rate up? Is, are, are, what are your numbers doing in your business? And the only aim of your game that you're playing right now is to increase your numbers, whatever you're starting at. You might be at a 60% open rate that we've talked about with guests in the past who've had that. Are you continuing to maintain that? And sometimes you're going to see declines because of factors we'll get into in a second. So let's forget about open rates as an indicator directly of whether it's working or not. In fact, we have a different number that we like to actually consider, I think. Yeah, just before we talk about that, I think the other thing that's interesting about open rates is the fact that most people are expecting too much from their email straight away. So like we've had people come onto our into our again, hotline coaching calls in the league or just, you know, talk to us at events. And they've said things like, you know, I've got, you know, only 60% of my people open my emails. And what they mean by that is there's a whopping 40% of people, that's 400 out of every thousand are not opening my emails. And they feel like that's a catastrophe. And actually that's in most industries would be considered an almighty big open rate. So I think, again, don't expect too much from your email. If you are just getting started and you're really looking at this and you're kind of, you think your number is low because you, you think you know what other people's must be by, you know, surely it's got to be higher than that. So that, that's the first thing is don't get disheartened until you've at least investigated to find out, okay, great. But what are the other people in my marketplace? What what should I be, what should I be aiming for as like benchmark, right? I, I, even though it's a one player game, you want to know that you're not, you're not aiming for 80% when the, you know, everyone else in your industry is only getting 20%. That's an unrealistic place to start. Right. You want to at least be aiming for about the same sort of number. But the, as Kennedy said, the metric we really look for is nothing really to do with open rates or click through rates or any of that stuff. It's actually to do with how much money you're going to make per subscriber per month. Because at the end of the day, you can't pay your bills. You can't pay your staff. You can't pay for all that awesome software that you use. You can't pay to listen to this podcast. Oh, it's free. You can't pay for all of the stuff that you want with, with open rates and click-through rates. Instead, you want to actually be making sales. So there's this old adage, and I don't know where it's come from, but I think it's a myth. This ancient thing that's been going around saying you should be able to earn and I heard it again this morning, $1 per subscriber per month in your business. So if you've got one subscriber, you should make a dollar. Got a hundred subscribers, you make a hundred dollars. Got a thousand subscribers, you should make a thousand dollars. Now, I know that a lot of businesses are struggling to actually get anywhere close to that number. So I think, first of all, that number is a myth. However, if you do it right, you can make significantly more 
than $1 per subscriber per month. I know that the R metric is higher than $1 per subscriber per month. But what you really want to be focused on is that number, which is a, that's like a cocktail of loads of things. It's a cocktail of open rates and click-through rates and conversion rates and all of that stuff. Because of course they do factor into that equation. If nobody is opening your emails, you're not going to make any money per month. Um, so they do factor into it, but it's, it's way more complex than just open rates or click-through rates. Because again, it factors in the stuff you're promoting, the relationship you've got with your list, how often you make an offers. Yeah, I mean, one of the things you've got to remember as well, I think a lot of people sort of forget this, is about the sample size, like how many people are on your list, because that really affects it. And it's like a, it's a double-edged sword as well. So, for example, if you've got a, a massive list, well, as your list grows... In general, because of technology and because of all the constraints around tech, basically, your open rates and a lot of your deliverability, percentage-wise, are going to come, come down. Because you're, like, working these servers a lot harder, which means all of the email providers, all the ESPs, your Gmails and your Ymails and Hotmails and all that stuff are all going to get a bit more sensitive. Oh, you're sending a lot of email. We're going to sort of consider it less personal. So we're going to give you slightly less deliverability. That's kind of what happens. So with a larger list, it's actually very natural for, as your list grows, for that deliverability, for that open rate, and for those numbers per subscriber to actually to actually reduce. The other thing to remember is with a smaller list, so that's a double-edged sword, but the good thing about a big list, of course, is you've got more people, and that's lovely. Flip side of that, smaller list, you can have probably higher open rates, probably more earnings per subscriber, so more, more sales and more value per subscriber. But the the pop the the negative on that is that you you have a you have a smaller sample size you have less data you literally have less people going through an offer when you put it out there so if you've got 50 people on your list and or let's say 100 to make make the math easy because let's not do kennedy math live on the show so let's do 100 people on your list and you put them you send them to an offer to a, a sales page or an offer page and one person buys it you might go oh, i've got a 1% conversion rate well, you have, but you've only put one sample of 100 people through it. Comparing that to 1,000, where you might get 10 people buy it, you might get 20 people buy it. You're not giving enough of, a, of an opportunity. So you do want to constantly balance those two things. And, of course, a bigger a bigger list is probably what most people will take all the, uh, over a smaller list in general. But just be aware that, at that as it grows, you might get those numbers depleting. So... Think about the first part of this, I guess, is to think about what do you mean by it's not working? Does it mean I'm not making sales? Because that is the ultimate macro metric. Are you making sales and what is your earnings per subscriber? And is it going up or is it coming down? That's what you want to know. Take a period of time. January, how much did we make per subscriber? And that's a simple bit of math, isn't it? It's simply number of subscribers and it's the people uh, and how much you earned that month from the um, from the subscribers, right? Lovely stuff. That's the first part. Uh, yeah, and for our friends here in England, that he means maths. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say maths? Not the American maths that math? you said four times during that little sentence. There. Oh no! I'm going to have to stop watching Murder. She wrote, aren't I? 
whatever it is you've got it. So now that we've sort of understood a bit more about what not working is, and to be honest, right now at this point, halfway through the podcast, we might have solved your problem. You might now suddenly realize, oh, actually my email is working. You were just looking at the wrong metrics or you were consider- you were expecting too much from those metrics. Great. Not that we're saying you shouldn't push yourself to get as, you know, as higher metrics as you possibly can. Sure. However, uh, we're now going to talk about, however, if you're looking at this and you're thinking, well, I still feel a bit glum because, you know, I've, okay, so I'm not making any money per subscriber per month. Okay, great. Now that means your email's not working. That means we need to do something about it. So now let's talk about how you can improve it. And we've got a few different things, I think, here that most people just don't do. And if they did do these things, then they'd get they'd get better results. So the first thing is to make sure that you are constantly working to clear out the dead wood, the dud subscribers on your list. Those are going to be the bogus email addresses where somebody has mistyped their email address. That is going to be the ones where somebody's put in their like spare email address that they check like every second year on a Thursday. Those are going to be the ones where somebody's put somebody else's email address in. We've all done that and we've all well, a bit of a giggle. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, you, you've got the people like who use those disposable email addresses. They're becoming more and more popular. And again, they sign up to get your free thing or for, for a short term and then they, they no longer exist. So yeah, you've got a lot of lot of that stuff going on. And we've all got dickhead at dickhead.com on our list, I think. I mean, I have. I've got, I mean, he's the friendliest one I've got. <laughs> so there's definitely all of that stuff and as well as people who've just like stopped paying attention like they're literally just they're not interested anymore they've changed topic maybe you've become irrelevant to them because you're talking about stuff they're no longer interested in and so really what you want to do is to run like a revival campaign we have our lol campaign of course that we talk about a lot designed to take those people who are not paying attention anymore and shake them up so that either they do start paying attention again yay or you, they don't, in which case you just delete them, get rid of them, let them go, set them free, release them into the wild to go and pester somebody else's email list. Um, and I think it's really important to do that. Most people just don't do it at all, if and if at all, and not very often. So like you can either have it automated running in your business or like once every 30 to 60 days, just log in, find out who's not really engaged for the last 60 days and run them through this campaign. And if they don't re-engage, give them the chop. And it's a terrifying thing to do to log into your email system and select, I don't know, like 300 contacts and go, right, delete. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if if, the, if you look at that, especially, you know, listen, if you, we email our list every day, but even if you email a couple of times a week or once a week, if you look back over a 60 day period and they haven't opened or clicked or engaged with a single email with all of those emails that you send, like they're not going to miss you. you really they're, not, they're not going to miss you. At the end of the day, are not they, at all. Because because they haven't been engaging with you anyway. They're probably going to be like, "Thank God they've stopped really emailing us," you know. So yes, make sure you get get rid of the dead wood. And what's nice as soon as you do that is you see an increase in your open rate because of all the people you're sending to. More of them are engaged. So instant instant fix. There you go. Uh, so the second thing is that let's just really think about. And we, we talk about this loads, actually, is what are you training your subscribers to do? Like, have you become that person who shows up and just gives people stuff and says, here's a podcast episode, here's a blog article, here's an episode of another person's podcast who I was interviewed on? And do you just send them to content, which means... You're training them to sort of just passively go, all oh, right, yeah, oh, lovely, lovely. You're actually not training people to do anything. In fact, that sort of links to another point of that we've got on this little list of ours, Rob, which is actually, are you actually making any call to action at all? Like, and it's amazing how many people we say this to and, and they go, 
oh, that, that's actually it. And it seems really obvious when you, talk, when you talk about it out loud. But, you know, we've all done that thing where you've got the handyman around to your house, you've been whinging at your landlord for months about your television aerial not working, and then you realised there's two aerial ports on the wall and you've plugged it into the wrong one. We've all, we've all done that, right? Just, just me? I think just you. Just me, yeah. So we've all had those moments of going, oh, that's kind of blindly obvious, I should have done that. But it's really interesting that we think about this email thing as I don't want to be over pushy. And we've, we've all done that thing where we don't want to be over pushy, so we do the opposite and we sort of pull back. I know we've been speaking at events where so we've, we've been a bit intimidated by the idea of even mentioning any of our products or any of where people can find out about us. And so we've done the opposite and actually had no benefit and no following off the back of it. So that, that can happen. So are you training your people to click on links and actually buy stuff and actually do something? And if your emails aren't every single day saying to somebody, click this, do that, buy that, check this out, then you're training people into the habit that when they receive an email from you, they either ignore it, because it's not very valuable, or they open it and read it, but don't do anything with it. They don't click a link, they don't reply, they don't go buy a thing, they don't do anything. So a really quick fix here is to start training people from the very beginning of their relationship with you to right now. So the emails you're sending on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, what we call snowball emails, you want to make sure that those emails have some kind of call to action in them, whether that is a offer or whether it is to go and consume some content, depending on the kind of campaign that you're running. So make sure that's the case, but also train people from the beginning of their relationship with you. So we have a thing that we talk about called the getting to know you sequence, which is that initial sequence, that welcoming sequence that somebody goes through when they first join your email list. And what's really amazing when people implement the getting to know you sequence is they realize they are training their subscribers to click links, a major part of that sequence. It's a a four-day sequence, one email a day for four days, which one of the intentions of it, as well as building authority, credibility, all those other things, is to train people to click links and enjoy it and know that when I click a link, I get something I like. We are training people's behavior. So consider, what is it I am training my subscribers to do? And as along with that, you need to start emailing people more often. Let's imagine you were trying to like, you know, if you've got, got just got yourself a new, very excitable puppy and you want to train that puppy. If you like, you know, because I did this, right? They get the, the dog trainers tell you, right? When you get to the door, you want to hold the dog back. You want to open the door and you want to wait and you'll step out first and the dog has to follow you. And yet, if the dog tries to run out first, you have to pull the dog back, shut the door and start again. Now I was there for about an hour and a half. And in the end I said, sod this and uh, I just let the dog run out uh, because I haven't got the patience or the mentality to do it. Uh, but the real, the real, the truth is if I just did that once and then gave up for the rest of forever, that dog's never going to get trained. You have to do it religiously. You have to do it often. You have to do it as often as you possibly can. And the more you start to email people, the more you get the chance to train them. If you email them once today and you do all this clever training stuff, like click this link, make sure you go here, make sure you reply to my email, all the stuff we talk about, then you don't email them again till next month. And bear in mind, only, let's say, 30% of your people might open that email next month. That means 70% of them don't see an email for 60 days. That means that all of that training just goes out of the window. Like They don't have the ability to, to learn what you want them to do and how you expect them to, to behave. And so the, the biggest thing we would say is, and, and this is probably the easiest way for you to start getting better results from your email marketing, is to email more often. Now, you don't have to email every day just because we, we, we do and we like to tell people to do it, but you have to email slightly more than you are right now. Like, like I said, if you email your list once a month and your average open rate is like 30%, you might even find some people are not opening one of your emails for like three months solid. Mm-hmm. 
at which point you've totally lost any chance of having a relationship with them. You've lost every chance of making a sale from them. The truth is email will generate more, and this is just a fact, will generate more sales in your business than social media, than any of the other places you can be. And in terms of putting a direct call to action on the internet, email is the, is the most direct and high converting way to do it. And if you're not using email to put those offers out, uh, as Kennedy said before, and you're not doing it often and regularly, then you're just missing the boat, quite frankly. Yeah, you really are. And you might be thinking right now, okay, so this is where I'm at. I feel like my email marketing's maybe not working or it could be working better. We'd love to help you out with that. And this is not a sales pitch. This is literally come and join us in our free Facebook group to come and have a chat about what's working really well, what you're doing to improve your email marketing and make it work better for you. We'd love to see what you're working on, what's working really well for you. Share your ideas and also ask any questions about how you apply this to your particular business because we know every single one of our businesses is different. The way we need to do these things is different and we want to help you to apply these things. We've got a free Facebook group in case you're not already in it. I know many of you are. But just go over to Facebook and look for the Email Marketing Show community. Or if you prefer, just open your browser, Google, uh, Chrome, or one of those things, and go to robandkennedy.group, and that will forward you over there. So let's get into this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Now, I've just realized that podcasts are not the most conducive way to describe an emoji, because I don't know what this emoji is called, but this subject line thinking, has an emoji I think, in it. I think it's the curious thinking emoji, where the guy's sort of stroking his chin. Yeah, you've got to picture the little, little sort of, imagine he had a little goatee beard. Wouldn't it be cute with a little goatee beard? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, he hasn't got one, but he should. Stroking his chin, pointing his mouth. Anyway, it's that emoji, followed by the words, fiddling with the back end, and I've put fiddling with the back end in, the back end is in quotes. Okay. And um, basically, the email went on to talk about the fact that we've been secretly fiddling away in the back end of our members area for the league and where all of our products are housed, uh, and that you should come and check it out. In fact, if you want to be inside there, look, it's got loads of great stuff. We've we've really been working hard to make sure that you're going to be able to find the material you want faster. So if you want to do it, you should come and jump inside the league and then the, the link to the league. So this week's subject line is fiddling with the back end. I love it. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button, otherwise you'll miss out on future episodes and you wouldn't want that, would you? That's it for this week. We're back next week with another fantastic guest. See you then.